What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the best new podcast on the fucking planet, episode six, Anything Better, with myself, Bill Burr, and the great producer, Andrew Themlis, who's also Greek, which makes it even that much better. Bill, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Paul. You know what I like? I don't know what's going on with the lighting, but somehow you have my coloring and I have your coloring. Oh, I look like I've been kissed by the sun. You're looking like me, looking all sickly there. That's going to mess with you for the rest of the podcast. (laughs) Well, you got to see Paul get ready for a show. I'll tell you, every time it's just like when you look in the mirror, that that fucking thing you do, man. And all your kids imitate you, too. Oh, my kids, my wife. Wait, wait, wait. Like five minutes? Five, ten minutes? Okay, cool. Hang on a second. (laughs) I don't know what it is you're doing. I do look rather pale, and that's going to bug me uh, throughout this whole thing. I don't worry Uh, about it. Just imagine uh, actually looking like that in real life. This is just all tricks, Paul. The way you look right now is how I have to walk around looking. Dude, you look... And I have to think, for me, I have to say for me, it's really difficult. Oh, wait, you were going to compliment me. I'm a married guy. Come here, bring me a compliment. I need to live off this for the next six weeks. No, you look you look good, dude. Like, you look... I always say you look like you're at your fighting weight. You look like if you were going into a bout, like... I'm you, a little you- over. I would, they would have to cancel the, I'd have to run, I'd have to put on the thing and I'd have to puke, you know, put on the zip up. Oh, you'd have to put on the garbage bags. Oh yeah. (laughs) Some guy missed a fucking weigh-in by like 20 pounds in the UFC. Like, like he didn't even make the next class above him. Dude, what about Vinny Pazienza in his movie? They had him, he lied. He was supposed to be at Caesars for weigh-in and he's up in his room sweating and he's got the bags and then his people came in and go, Vinny went to the wrong hotel, but he didn't. He was just in the room and then he comes dude. in in like a thong. <laughs> I know, that dude, that cut and weight thing is, is it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually calling it now, now that there's these amazing female fighters, they'll finally address how unhealthy that is um did you ever see that that what does she go by lurch or something the thing no what that well boogie woman come to get you <laughs> her fucking name is i don't know i don't cyborg oh oh yeah lurch. yeah whatever she had some fucking cra- <laughs> you learned the thing i know but i knew it wasn't that but i knew it was something like that dude i saw her one time cutting weight I forget what they put her in like an ice bath and she was just in there going like, like, like <laughs> she looked like a little kid that's like duh, duh. I just wanted to hug her. I'm just like, just end this, just stop this. Just have her go in however she weighs. You look sweetheart, you look great. You look great. Uh, by the way, dude, did you see that guy Lewis hit knocked that dude out last weekend, the past Saturday on the UFC? The guy was a wrestler. He was known oh, man, for I've wrestling. So many UFCs lately. And dude, the guy Lewis, the big guy, he calls himself like got him the Black Beast or whatever. He's just that dude who always does those Instagrams where he says he's oh, okay or Rogan, she's okay. Rogan, Rogan tweeted about that guy. Or dude, so he's, he's going. He's going against the guy that wrestles, and if he gets him on the ground, he'll beat him. And he knew that. So like the whole like first round, he's waiting for it, and he he's he's getting beat the whole fight. The wrestler's kicking him. The wrestler is even even striking better. And dude, the wrestler finally went to shoot, and he uppercutted him. You see his jaw go to the side. The guy was out cold before he hit the canvas. No, and, 
and then two of the biggest ones while he was out cold and his body just went stiff and limp, dude. And I only think about the UFC is the UFC. After you get knocked out, you can catch anywhere from two to another dozen, depending on if that ref does like a stutter step trying to get over there. Yo, his leg looked like when you scratch your dog's thigh and it goes straight out. You ever like scratch your dog's ass and the dog's leg just yeah. Fucking hard to watch, man. He beat him bad. I never seen somebody do that. So he tried to shoot his leg, and then he, he he dipped and caught him with an uppercut. He just talked so honestly. He goes, "Look, man, I know the guys wrestling. Like I just waited for it, and I timed it. I was waiting for that though. He was getting beat. He would have lost the fight. And he just waited. And he just the guy's hands are so big, just a tree trunk. And the guy just went and he's out cold on his way down. And then obviously just boom. And you then amazes me about those those UFC fighters. Is no matter how much you're you're moving and shit, they can catch you with a knee, a foot, an elbow, hammer strike, Superman fist, and everything. But then the second they knock you out and they come in and do this, it's like watching an NBA guy. Like they they miss like 90% of the time. I, I have to say once I was you, wrong. Once your hands are down, I think it's like so easy. They get in their head like that dude in Bull Durham and they can't throw it to Kevin Costner and they actually miss the yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. Um I actually was wrong about the UFC. It is absolute king right now. Boxing has totally fucked up. Where the fact that Tyson Fury still hasn't fought that kid Anthony Joshua from England and that's like the fight everybody wants to see. And meanwhile, Dana White goes out to Dubai and he gets that fight island. There's main events every other weekend. You get friends over and boxing is fucking dude. They did it, man. The yeah, UFC yeah, did too it. Many, there's too many hands in the pot is what's going on. The thing about a UFC is it's a monopoly. And as much as that sucks for the fighters, it's great for the fans. And then what happened with boxing, aside from like corruption, is that it broke off into the yeah, I I remember I was a kid. I don't even know what the division, uh, different corporations. It was like the IBF, the WBC, the WBA. And then, you know, he's going to try to unify the title. Like at any given moment, there was like, there could, there could be upwards of three heavyweight champions of the world. You know what I mean? And they sort of like, you needed like yeah. a guy like a Tyson, like a totally dominant guy to just unify the title. It's a weird thing. The whole thing is just, uh, I don't know. The whole thing no, is but the uh, thing is like Dana White makes it easy. It's like, oh, you're the number one contender. You're fighting the champ. There's no there's in boxing. It's like, I don't know. He's going to move weight classes. He's going to duck them. That Pacquiao Mayweather thing should have happened fucking six years before it happened. Ten and years. It, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So it's like I like the UFC's model is next guy up ranked whoever's in the ranking. Gets I also it. feel like champions in boxing can duck guys, too. They're also part of it. It's not just. All the other bullshit. I don't know enough about it. Can you hear that shit in the background? No. Dude, I, I swear to God, man. This fucking guy, this... My neighbors are great, but dude, they got a backyard you could shoot fucking platoon in. All right? So this guy gets out there with a leaf blower. It sounds like... There's like two guys out there. It sounds like a fucking dirt bike race. This is one of the few times I could like smoke, sneak, and smoke yeah. a cigar if I want to yeah. lie to my daughter, which I don't want to do. I told her I quit, so... In my mind, if I quit, is if like if I'm with you, Paul, and we're not near my house, yeah, I'll go off and I'll have one. But my humidor is empty, like my soul. Um, <laughs> I got nothing left, dude. I got you know I got Paul. I got soda pop. This is like this is my big rush for the day. Oh boy, I, I really you. get crazy, Paul. I get a little I get a little goblet or whatever the fuck you call it, a little tumbler. I put some ice in there. If I really want to treat myself, 
how nice is a nice cold soda for a treat, right? It's just, oh. but I mean, I know, I know Diet Coke is really not that healthy for you, but you give me a Diet Coke loaded up with ice. I'm a big, big ice kid. I'm big on ice. Hey, Paul, I got a dumb throwaway joke for you. Yeah. You know that a broken clock is right twice a day, unless it's talking to a woman. <laughs> Sorry, that was just for me. Um, uh, I like that kid who made his. Uh, I like. I got My lighting is fucking with me, Andrew. Is that better? Oh, Paul, you look beautiful. There you go. Make yourself tanner than me. I don't know what I have this on, but I am bronzed right now. I'm looking like okay. a ginger Tony Curtis. You look like you just got back from the Bahamas and you were out on the beach all day. Uh. No, I just, you know what? I just got back from therapy. I, I, I'm, I'm figuring some shit out about myself. Um, my wife was get, we got on me last night, and and what she actually said to me was a huge compliment. What'd she say? She was just like, you know, because last night we had a, we had a big one. Oh, Paul, we had a big one. Battle Royal. Vince McMahon should have promoted this one, right? Oh, I got, I had a big one. Fucking Andre the Giant stepping over the top rope. We aired some shit out. You got to do it every once in a while. I mean, we, we went back like three presidents on this fight, right? It was a good one. So, um, but I still love her to death, dude. I still love her. Uh, um, of course. So now hey, it goes without saying. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it'd be really funny. Who am I, Paul? Don't love her anymore. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Don't love her anymore. I, I literally felt myself fall out of love. You do the podcast with a suitcase next to you. You're like, this is it. I'm sorry. I, I feel like when you fall out of love with your wife, you flash back to where you said I do. And you just start as she's yelling at you, just going, I, I don't. I no, I, I don't. I don't want to do. No, I don't. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm not there. Nowhere near there. I love my wife to death. We're getting away this weekend. Little stay vacation above the garage. I'm a big spender, Paul. No. I told my wife today, I go, I'm steadfast in this one. We got into it, and I go, I'm not budging. Just so you know, from now, for years, I'm not moving from this position. And you're 100% right. By the way, this is what happens. I start talking. This is what always happens. I start bitching about whatever the fuck I'm going through, and Paul, ride or die, jumps on, and then he starts. I can get Paul. Paul can be in the best move ever. And if I had a little dust up with my wife, and I, and I call him up, be like, dude, you know, is, is it ever good enough? And then within fucking a minute. Do you know what else they do? Hey, oh, the yeah. The conversation, I'm cheering you up. You had me almost leave my home. You said something to me once, and I said, hey, I don't go, put that on me, buddy. Don't, don't fucking put that on me. I actually said, you called me up to just talk and needed to talk to a friend. And by the end, I actually said, I'll fucking walk. You think I won't walk? And you were just like, Paul, we're talking about me here. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was upset. I ended up becoming a marriage counselor for you. By the end of the conversation, uh, what the fuck was I talking about? You said, um, leaf you said you, in my ear. You got a big one. You had, you got a big one. It was a Vince McMahon promoting it, and then uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was trying to tell me what a jerk I was, and she, you know, like a backhanded compliment. She gave me a good one. She goes because I flipped out last night, and she just goes like, you know, and it's just like you do that like once a month, and I was like. Once a month, so like 12 times a year, I'm a fucking complete asshole. I used to do that every three days. Oh, so you, oh. You it's like I'm smoking it. a cigar every three days. Now I'm down to one a month, right? <laughs> flipped it. But you Paul, can they give you credit? Can they say, hey, you know, 
You're still an orange cunt, but I'm noticing yeah. that you dialed it down. No, they, you know, they got to hold that on you. Absolutely. You want to you fucking laugh? After the fight, we went ice skating. You know how funny that was? I'm That's fucking hilarious. skating. I'm holding my daughter. We're skating. Lucas is holding hey, the You edge. had to cool off, Paul. You had to I, I cool fucking, off. I like, fucking flew by my wife going, you're doing good. And after a whole, like, <laughs> after a whole big fight. Well, that's how you know you married the right one. Because a few minutes later, you're laughing or just doing something like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm fucking walking out. All right, dude. And then like five I'm... minutes later, you're just like, oh, is that a new blouse? You, That looks really pretty. It really brings out your eyes. Oh, man, dude, you're going to make me say <laughs> this. I'm going to tell you this story. I've never said this before. When Lucas was one, we went to Sears for family pictures, right? This is true. Now that and is we're so all bullshit. wearing matching white collared shirts as a family lucas is one me and stacy on the way on the way fuck you on the way fuck you no fuck you You think i give a fuck i don't give a like honestly at that level i don't give a fuck what she said i don't even fucking need to do this today dude i'm laying on the ground in sears with the with the number one (laughs) there was a foam number one behind us and I'm going like this. And in between takes, we're looking at each other, shaking each other's head. I'm on the floor. My <laughs> arms are around her. And I'm going, I'm not going to fucking dinner tonight. Fuck your family. Or something I said. And I'm just, and, and it was the worst <laughs> fight. And there was a number one. And we're all in white fucking polos. And what was friend, the number one for? I have one kid or, or Lucas? No, was it, was, it, was, it was Lucas turning one. Oh. So like Sears had a family package. Where like you go and you take the pictures dressed up and they they give you the package of pictures. It was it was divorce level fight. It, it, Bill, I swear to God on my life, it was a divorce. Karen, pack up, we're moving. I yeah. got the I got the Sears family pack going with, with your white Christmas tree. I literally thought that that weekend we might be over. The relationship would be over, and I'm and I'm on my fucking elbow like this smiling it was and that's just you know what's family. weird about that when you get married that long there's actually an excitement to that that it's almost over. not that you want it to be over but there's just this new emotion because everything else is just so on autopilot uh, and you start looking at the whole thing like is this the end of it and it's like yeah. ah no it's just another fight and then you just settle back it's like a storm just went through yeah, I uh, I one time it got so bad that I said I'm gonna be getting I gotta look for one bedrooms tomorrow. While she was young, it was it was bad. And then you just listen, man. Here's the deal. Don't you, what don't I learned. Get yourself though. a two bedroom, Paul. Use the other one as an office. A str- <laughs> a strong- That's when she know you were serious. I'm getting a two bedroom. I'm gonna do a podcast out of that to pay the fucking <laughs> alimony and child support to keep you off my back. And then I'm banging broads in the other one. Somebody said one of the funniest things ever. Somebody goes, this world needs more Cookie Johnsons in it. Magic's wife? Cookie. Oh, my God. He goes, that woman, because, like, Magic was just like, you know what? I'm I'm sorry. I'm leaving. And she, like, fucking smacked him. And she goes, no. She goes, we're fucking in there. We've been together since we were a little kid. Like, we're we're in this. And don't. And he was just like, but look what I did. I. She goes, no, we're sticking with it. And the guy just goes, there was like a documentary about it. This guy just goes, the world needs more Cookie Johnson. <laughs> I always just laughed at. Because she, you want to talk about ride or die. I mean, hey, he's got a nice fucking bank account, okay? <laughs> you can look past some things. No, I'm just saying, man. That's I mean, a, yeah. I mean, it does, it's. Yeah. 
That's a, uh, I, I have to see that, man. That's, that's, uh, I don't see it going that way. Unless you, unless you got an NBA paycheck. Yeah, if he was a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, he I want to work it out. He's holding a wrench. Come on. Nobody sees you the way I do. <laughs> She's out the door. You know what, though? Well, I what happened like- to Tiger Woods? I I, I finally yeah. saw the footage. I don't watch anything anymore. And they kept saying it was, they got to okay. operate on his legs. That's fucking okay. horrible. Yeah, apparently it was like an insanely dangerous, swervy road. And he was in a, a, a rush and he was going around it. It didn't have rails. And the thing He's rolled. Tiger Woods, he's got places to be, Paul. Yeah, thing rolled, and he had like surgery, multiple uh, issues with the leg and surgery. But they said nothing life threatening. And I say uh, he comes back better than ever. I bet he comes back with like titanium in his fucking legs, and they got to make the they, they got to make the fucking whatever what, what, what are you golf guys call the uh, the football field there? They got to make it longer. Oh, the fairway. fairway. The fairway. I love Tiger, man. I think Tiger. I think I Tiger too. gets a bad rap. You know, by who though? Not by sports fans. Just by jerk offs. They 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 want to be him. Yeah, I mean, listen. The kid went to Stanford. They said he was kind of nerdy. His dad and his parent. He's played golf his whole life. And then the well, guy. You don't need takes... to make excuses for the guy. I'm on board here. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You're don't tell me like... he went to Stanford. Now I'm going to hate him. Fucking smart little douche. Reminding me that I didn't study in high school. Fuck that guy. See what you did. I want more. You know what I want, man? I was thinking about this. And this is going to sound completely stupid. Uh, Paul, how fucked up is it that Mexico makes better Coke than the United States of America? It's a sin. And none of it. You would have thought Trump, he would have brought that out. And bring the sugar back over the wall and put it in our soda pop. It's ours. Nobody's going to have better soda than us. Nobody's going to make better Coke than we make. (laughs) And people would believe him. People would be like, no, dude, Coke's changed. Trump fucking did it. It those guys would be like he did. It, I swear to God. Try try to last. I have to say, as a comedian, I really miss the. It's so fucking quiet now with Biden. You know, he's like taking a nap right now, right next to the, the red phone, just like nodding off in a meeting. Biden looked going in how they mostly look going out. That's hilarious. He, yeah, he, if that guy's age is eight years, he's gonna look like the fucking crypt keeper. He look. He came in looking like he was going in uh, year nine. No, dude, I'm getting tired of no Italian. I'm getting tired of no Italian sports hero. And that one kid in the UFC who made his debut, Iron Mike, whatever, that, that kid just came in throwing haymakers. And I was like, you know, Rocky was a long time. Is that true? What about Vin- Vinny Testaverde? Exactly. I mean, you're talking, how far am I going back here? Uh, Agassi, Andre Agassi, how far am I going back? He was, what? wait. He was Italian? I believe he, I he was I, Greek. I, Dude, he looks like, wow, whoa. You, you got an Agassi thing about you, man. People told me. One guy stopped me once. If I had, yeah, but him, he's, you know, he had a fucking. Andre Vergasi. You put a mullet, a mullet on me <laughs> and a fucking bandana. Oh, dude, you got to go as him. And you, no, I mean, it's a while ago. You got to go as him on Halloween. With the, I'll go full. I'll get the sneakers. I was going to, I was just going to say that because I was going to say, I know you got the sneakers. Name an Italian I'm going superstar Ron athlete. Every year. Ron can't. Howard now. Huh? Ron Howard now. I'm going as him. I just wish he would grow a beard. All I got to do is just grow my shit out on the side and pull my hat down. Oh, my God, dude. You could actually do If they do a biopic, it's you. 
What do you mean? That's oh my god, I've looked like that fucking guy my whole life. Oh my OB god, to Richie Cunningham to if them when they, he bald director. They do a Ron Howard movie biopic. It is you. You're getting when that they get call. to the final third of his life. Yeah, then they call me. I see you got the have, Oh wait, they'll have uh, 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 Andrew Santino will play him on Happy Days. I'll play him after. Now who's gonna play him as a kid? Was he on TV as a he was on TV as a little kid? Maybe right? Opie from Opie and Anthony plays him. We're at his age now because he's a little bit older than me. But we got it. Who's who's the kid? Is there is there a redhead? Is there a redheaded? When was the last time there was a redheaded kid star? Is he problem seven? child? When is was he... that? Early nineties problem child. Oh, that wow. kid. That was, that was that. that was the biggest kid. Did By the way, Paul. They licensed that ACDC song for it. Cause I'm a problem child. Wow, problem child. Paul, to answer your uh, question about the me. athletes, uh, yeah. to answer your question about the athletes, uh, the top athletes, most of them are soccer. Oh, ACDC fans here. Sorry, I'm fucking with soccer. You. Yeah, but you know, I get that. But soccer is not an American. It's not as an American thing. You know, dude, there was no fucking Italian wizards in Harry Potter. I watched that whole fucking thing. There was not an Italian wizard in the whole fucking series. My, my, I watched every movie. There was how many Italians are in Star Wars? None. None. There's well, no. Why don't you look at the money behind the movie? I think that that's where you find all the Italians. <laughs> <laughs> look. It's an interesting what? fucking idea. I can't fucking Honestly, I'm not into space, but some of these fucks like it. All right. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'll give you a couple hundred grand. You play with your Legos and that furry fucking thing. I like Chewbacca. The fuck? <laughs> I gave him a couple hundred grand. Uh, this guy in a vest talking to a fucking ape. Um, Did you ever... Um, <laughs> Did you... Oh my God. Oh God, Bill. I wanted to tell you guys this story on the show. So I was a bad kid. I was a bad kid, man. Like I, I did some shit I shouldn't have done. I, I, and I look at it like problem child. No, like I stole, we would break into cars, just doing breaking windows, just doing stupid shit as a kid. Oh, you're Italian. Go ahead. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't help it. Okay. No, I extorted Uh, some classmates and, uh, I worked in a mall. Remember that Chris Rock joke where Chris Rock goes, there's the mall and then there's the mall people used to go to in your town. Well, oh, I worked God. I worked at a candy store in the mall people used to go to. And oh. I saw a lot of like, it was one of those things that was like a chocolate store, but then you could come in and get the jelly beans and shit and put it in the bag and all that. And I'm just, it was boring. Nobody came in the mall. I would fucking actually like one of the only books I read, I read Howard Stern's book, just sitting there. I'm 17, dude. And this dude comes in and he's huge. And I'm just sitting there and I was going through a time in high school at the time. I was going through something. And this dude comes in and we start talking and I don't know how it came about, but he says that he was a semi-pro football player. And the guy was really big, but he was older. Like, you know, he was like gray. He must've been like late forties, fifties. And he's a semi-pro football. We start talking and dude, out of nowhere, I'm just sitting there and he just goes, uh, goes, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior? Right. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm 17. And I was like, listen, man, you know, I believe in, I believe in whatever, you know, I believe in something, but I don't, you know, exactly. No, I'm just trying to, and he's like, I'm going to pray for you right now. And I'm just standing there. Dude. And he just starts like praying and everything. And he's, oh. and I'm just like, it gets uncomfortable, man. And then he was like, 
all right, man. And he kind of, I, I swear to God, he leaned over like to like shake my hand and he did one of those, and he like kissed me on the cheek, dude. No. Yeah. In a candy store too? Yeah. And, and, and what was weird is then I let him suck my dick. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> so, uh, no. So I'm freaked out. Right. <laughs> dude, another man kissed you tenderly on your cheek in a dude, candy store like, in an like, empty mall. He was just like, all right, man, like, you know, you welcome Jesus or whatever. And he just kind of like leaned, dude, and I was stunned and frozen. And then, then I knew something was like, and he was like, uh, hey, man, like, you know, I don't want to be weird or anything. He's like, but I'd love to hang out. If you ever your wanna, package. If you ever want to uh, catch a movie. Holy water. Dude, this guy goes, if you ever want to catch a movie, when are you getting off like of work? And I was just oh, like, oh, there you go. Yeah. And then I go, uh, I go, hey, man, like I'm not, you know, and, and it was really like that. I'm like, luckily, there were no cell There's phones. A lot like, of sugar in the store, but not me. You know what I mean? Hey, <laughs> yeah, the jelly beans are over there. Leave me alone. No, uh, <laughs> you know what? I had a guy approach me one time. Rest area. I was hanging out in a bathing suit, you know, as you do. No. <laughs> I was in a train station. <laughs> I was in a speedo at a rest stop. What do you? I mean, you know, just getting some vitamin D or whatever the fuck you get from the sun. Can a guy do that? I mean, they do it in Europe all the time. I'm sorry, I'm cultured. You never been to Greece? Fucking speedo at a Sunoco. The fuck? Is it still America? <laughs> um, I was in a train station, South Station in Boston, waiting to take the commuter rail back out to the suburbs and this guy just came up to me and the place was crowded so it made it less weird he just excuse me and i kind of looked up this is when i was really angry paul really angry guy he just goes you know you're an angel i was like what <laughs> what and he said it so caringly <laughs> i immediately got embarrassed like looking around and be like i don't know this guy he goes, do you know you're an angel? And I go, no, I go, actually, I'm the devil. Uh, I was trying to get rid of him. <laughs> and every time he kept trying to say that Jesus loves me and everything, I just kept going, he doesn't. If you knew the shit that I just did. And I, I think I told him to fuck off finally. Oh, fuck, I was dude. sitting on this. They used to have these big wooden benches, and there was this oh. bon pont right across. And I can still remember his face. Oh. He had a little toad face, fat cheeks with these glasses, like picture like in a, in a kid's book, like a, if a frog was reading, like what it would look like. That's what this guy looked like. And he was just going like, you know, you're an angel. <laughs> oh, fuck, Bill. Dude. Oh, my God. That is the funny. I don't even know. What did you like? You know what? You were probably angry. So that's why you went right to the devil thing. Like you know I was what, I, what I would do now, I figured out in your story. That if somebody goes, have you accepted Jesus? Be like, yeah, I did that. I did. I did. It's, oh, it's been tremendous. Yeah. He's sitting on my shoulder right now. You want to talk to him? No, I yeah. don't want to do that. I want to get rid of him. Yeah, no. he was just on my shoulder, and he went over there. Yeah, no, what he did was- Never I think, touched the carpet. Yeah. No, I think, I, I think that us talking football and him saying I played semi-pro football, I think like what his plan was- was to kind of build that rapport. And then he fucking, so it put me in a spot where he was like, oh, this is a nice guy. He's well, you talking got sexually to assaulted. I guess so, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, can you just walk up to a fucking chick in a candy store, ask her if she's into Jesus, and then tenderly kiss her on the cheek? 
You felt violated. You felt I, uncomfortable. I did. Well, you need to come forward with your story. <laughs> I actually got to actually got to tell my therapist. No, Hasht seriously. Hashtag bald guys too. That's Let's get that going. <laughs> uh, I can't get the guy. It's past the, uh, what is it? The Statue of Limitations? Statue of uh, Liberty. Uh yeah, man, that was a fucking, that was a really fucking weird one, dude. And then he was like, when do you get off? Do you want to go to the uh, movies one time? And I was just like, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm <laughs> like, let's, let's keep it to the prayer. And, uh, dude, I don't want to mention any names, but I remember one time I was in a green room and a comic and his manager were like, Hey man, we're, but I'm actually, I am a spiritual guy. They were like, Hey, do you want to get in this prayer before the show? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, God, make us have a good time. It was like a very, but that. I can only do that if they're black. They were. Then you can do it. Then, then like religion is cool with black people. When white people get into religion, it just gets weird and creepy. It, there Kids is something getting cultish. fucked. It's just weird. It's just, you know. Yeah. When white there's people. There's nobody watching them. White yeah. guys at the top. They, so it's just, there's no ceiling. So then they can get wild. So you don't yeah. you don't you don't really know what you're walking into. So I, I have like a I'm like reverse racist when it comes to uh is that right? Yeah, reverse racist when it comes to prayer. <laughs> I like dude, I love when the uh I love watching the reporters in sports. Be like, you guys just won the Super Bowl, man. You you had more tackles than any linebacker since the 70s. What do you think? He's like, I first want to say, you know my Lord and savior. And he does it. And when you watch the reporter's face, when they do it, you could tell if the reporter is not religious or religious by the it's way hilarious. they are. Yeah. They're just like the, the reporter that doesn't want anything to do with it. They, they kind of just go right quick to the next question and ignore it. But then the ones that like it, they're like, they're like nodding. And uh, like, I remember Deion Sanders was doing an interview and he was all about it. He was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <doing> yeah. <laughs> How about Deion Sanders? You heard what happened to him? Is it any of my business? No, Listen, I, I'm over. keeping him where he is. And uh, the, the, one of the greatest corners I've ever oh, seen no, in my no, life. No, I love that not, guy. It's not that I wouldn't do that to Deion. That's prime time. He coached his first, um, he coached his team for the first time. I guess uh, the, I don't know what division they're in, but they won his coaching debut. They won 53 to nothing. And then in the, and he comes in the Where's press he coaching? Conference. And he, ah, man, St. John or something, J-U, I don't know what it is. I oh, don't it's know a, what, a college program? It's a college program. But it's wow. like they're in, they're in like their spring. They won 53. They won 50. I think it's college. I hope it's not high school. I could be getting it wrong. Anyway, it's his alma mater. He always wanted to do it. They won 53 nothing. And he comes at a press conference. And he's like, this is one of the most, he goes, this is one of the most amazing feelings that I've ever had as a professional in sports ever. And, 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 and when I go to my office to digress and think about it, they stole, they went into my locker. They stole everything. He goes, they stole my watches. They stole my, they got my credit cards. They got my wallet. He goes, lucky I had my chains on. And he just fucking went in. And then I guess apparently somebody saw the crime being committed. They saw who did it and they, they got him and they got all his stuff back, but he went into the fucking thing hot. And uh, wow. yeah. You know and what? If that was a Hollywood movie, you go, but they can have all of that because nothing beats the feeling of seeing you guys go out on that field. I'd like to thank the Academy. Did they find uh, the Rolex? Oh, look at me. I'm a prop comic now, Paul. You missed it. Uh, 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 uh. 
Then they showed Dion running. They just showed him running like before the game. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my like God. I got people, what people don't understand about Dion Sanders was how good of a baseball player he was. He would literally get on a jet and he flew to Atlanta to play in a fucking playoff game for World the Braves. Series, right? Yeah, World Series and got like a double stolen bases. He was a Yankee. He was I love when he poured the water over Tim McCarver and he's going, you're a real man, Dion. You're a real man. It's like, well, come on, man. You're up in the booth. He can't hear you. And you're talking all this crap about him. Oh, I remember I that. I, I think I do now. Yeah. You know what? I probably shouldn't bring that up because they probably buried the hatchet a long time ago. I liked Tim McCarver, but you know, you got, as a man, you have to understand that at, at some point, somebody needs to dump a bunch of fucking Gatorade on top of you because you've been you're, you're being an asshole. All right, everybody, we got a new read here. It's Harry's. You know, too often we're choosing between quality or a fair price. Isn't that the truth? With Harry's, you don't have to choose. They give you award-winning blades at factory direct prices. Okay, for a limited time, Harry's is offering their starter set plus a free body wash for just $3 at harrys.com slash anything. I like that slash anything, Paul. I like that. We're making a name for ourselves here. Like that. Um, why Harry's? Is that what you just asked? Is that what you asked from home? Well, let me tell you why. Harry's delivers a close, comfortable shave at a fair price. Only two bucks per refill. Harry's believes in quality so much that they bought their own factory in Germany so they could own every step of the manufacturing process. These guys aren't fucking around. I like that. I like that. I like that too, right? From the ground up. How do they do it? Oh, Harry's team combined a simple economic design with a with five sharp blades. They sourced their steel from Sweden, Paul. They got that Sweden steel. And you All know right? what? They said the hell with three blades. We're going five. We're going five. And fuck that Finland steel. We're going with Sweden. <laughs> and manufacture their blades in the their world-class blade factory. Harry's German factory. Oh, you know, the Germans make great shit. They're not good with people, but they're great at building stuff. Harry's German factory is one of the select few manufacturers, manufacturers in the world that have mastered the technology to create a gothic arch. Or is that arch? Yeah. The gold standard for razor blade grinding. 100% quality guarantee. Dude, they sent me these. I might put them up on my mantle. Sounds like a little piece of art here. No, they're great. Uh, they stand behind their quality of their blades so much that they have 100% money back guaranteed on harrys.com for a limited time. Harry's has an exclusive offer for listeners of my show. New customers can get a Harry from our show. New customers can get a Harry's status set and a free body wash for just three bucks at harrys.com slash anything. That's over a $16 value for just three bucks. Uh, you'll get a five blade razor weighted handle, Paul. You don't even have to do the work. You just let go. It just sort of just gravity brings it down. Oh, yeah. Foaming shave gel, a travel cover and a travel size body wash. It's an incredible great deal, but act fast while supplies last. Go to Harry's, H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash anything to redeem your offer. I found out why McCarver hated the Yankees and the Red Sox. Because oh, he was a St. Louis. He was a Cardinal. Me and you would always talk, and we would always say the same thing. I would go, this guy hates the fucking Yankees. I'm watching the game. I, I know what I'm hearing. This guy hates, and you would go, I don't, I'm telling you, he doesn't like the Red Sox. And then I found out the teams that didn't want him were the Yankees, the Red Sox, and a couple wow. teams, a couple teams passed on him. And he got so the he, Red Sox back in 67, the impossible dream. Um, 
we uh we end up losing in seven games bob get bob gibson oh god just shut us down he just passed away rest his soul yeah there's not going to be any, like i'm telling you i'm telling you do you know like when white guys bitch about like now you can't get any roles anymore all the fucking parts are gone i go yeah you know what you know it's funny jackie robinson came in the league and guys like mickey Mantle were able to stick around so yeah. i don't know maybe you're bavakwa is fucking you see that Tommy Lasorda thing? You never saw that? I'm not worried about fucking some guy hitting 190. Oh, I saw that. I when saw that. When I was that. pitching, I would have sent a fucking limo to bring your ass down to the park. Oh, he called him a cocksucker or something. He you know went he got that that mother he's got a fucking motherfucking big mouth. That guy's a fucking motherfucking big mouth. Hey, there you go. We just figured it out. Those are my Italian heroes. Fat baseball managers were Italian. <laughs> Lou Pinella. Lou Pinella. They don't make them like that. You know, Tony La Russa, he wasn't fat, but Tony La Russa is a good Tony manager. Tony La Russa. Uh, Tommy Lasorda. Who else was Italian? Joe Torre, Italian. Joe Girardi, Italian. Wait, Terry Francona? I have to say Terry Francona. Terry Francona's got to be Italian. All right, when you bring up all of those guys, as far as, like, guys, guys, then I got to go outside Italian. I got to throw in Dusty Baker. Oh, Dusty you gotta, Baker. You got to love Dusty Baker. I mean, that Dusty guy, that guy he he is baseball. Yeah. There's but not, I like, a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see, like, now everything, like, just seems so, like, HD and squeegeed and so clear that I think even if you are, like, sort of, like, those guys look like they could be baseball managers and they could also be in like a spaghetti Western. You know what I mean? They're just like guys, guys. I love, Oh my God. I remember what was his name? Uh, Tony Maz- no, Mazzilli. Mazzilli. Uh, Lee uh, Mazzilli. Lee Mazzilli was the first base coach for the Yankees and they made a bad call at first. And, and Lee Mazzilli is standing there and he's looking at Tori in the, in the dugout. And he's going, Joe, no, Joe, no. <laughs> It was the most I it was it was a fucking Italian dinner on on ba- on a baseball field. He's going uh, no, no. It was it was the greatest. I was like I could do it this. Ain't right, Joe. It ain't right. It was good fellas on the baseball field. That's amazing. No, Joe. I don't think people understand how cool baseball still is. I just hate how everything has just become so offensive minded. Dude, I can sit there you know, you give me a bottle of bourbon and a box of cigars. I can get through nine inks. I'm fucking with you. I like like a pitcher's duel. I can sit and watch that. But like I like when I watch a baseball game, I have to be all in. Like I'm talking like keeping score. Yeah. Go full old man shit. And I could literally sit there and I could watch a double header. But it's a hard game to just jump in on. Well, to I try think to get what- caught up. What's going on? Yeah. I think what you said is right. I think with baseball and basketball having, so, I mean, football and basketball having such instant, fast guys are dunking 360 dunks in a game. Football players are jumping over linebackers now. It's like, I think when you watch baseball, it is so much slow. They want to slow, uh, speeding it up. They want like a timer and they want to. Well, speed it definitely it up. is all that stepping out of the batter's box and stuff. Like the best thing they could do for the integrity of the games, if they sped it up, but don't change any of the rules. Don't have any like, but if you hit it all the way out of the park, it's a two-run homer. Like even if there's nobody on base, like that's stuff. Like, yeah, dude, I saw last night. People were telling me, Who, "What's that? What's that guy? D O C I C? How do you say it? Do Cheech? Do Cheech? The fucking guy on Dallas. 
Oh, uh, Luka Donich or Don- Donich? Oh, yes. D O N C I A, whatever. That kid, that kid is. That kid's Dude, they, they, the refs blew the whistle. He had the ball. He was he was past half court, but he was still standing on the Mavericks logo center court. I don't even think he left his feet. He just went like this, nothing but net. Like he took a foul shot, yeah. and he was probably like three feet in from from the half court line. Insane. And he hit it. And he hit it. Yeah, hit, yeah, him. It didn't count, but I'm just saying. You know, the ref blows the whistle, and you just pull up anyway. And none of the announcers addressed it. Because it yeah. didn't count, but I was just like, that was that reminded me I saw Kevin Durant do that when I saw him at Key Arena his rookie year when he played for the Seattle uh Sonics. Ugh. Um like like five times he had the ball behind way behind the three point line and they blow a whistle because of some foul across thing. And he would just turn around and go like that. And every time it went in, and these Seattle fans would go like, Oh, Woo! every time he did it, because they were like, oh, because it was still up in the air if they were gonna leave. They ended up leaving like the very next year. But they they were seeing like oh my god this this kid is the future. Um, Steph Curry same thing. Steph Curry they say like when just fucking around he'd be literally almost at half court four in a row and then they just showed a clip of him hit five in a row from half court like he was at the foul line and then he's just like all right let's start the game. He's he is I mean he broke our hearts last night at the Garden and it was the first time we had fans. He's like a globe trotter, but he's playing in the NBA. <laughs> he's, he's, his shooting is really like it's unbelievable. Um, I got to tell you though, man, I don't I know it's gonna sound stupid, but these NBA players that are like 6'10, 6'11, I'm not, I'm not impressed. It's like you're 6'11, man. You know, it's like they should have a league for guys six foot and under. A pro league. Oh, okay. A that's a fucking that's an actually a decent idea. Six foot and under pro league. Because you should I know pitch that to Ice Cube. Ice Cube had that that uh that well, league. Three on three. That was fun to watch. Yeah, no, it was, but like when I see like a guy six eleven get a quick rebound and go up and dunk it, I understand his talent and how hard it is to be that coordinated, that big. But do you ever see a guy like five nine, like Nate Robinson, come up and dunk? It's like nuts. Like that's yeah, his ankles I, are where your eyes are. Yeah, that's yeah. We should pitch that, dude. We pitch that. You know, we go pres. You know, we'll do a Dana White thing. We'll fucking we'll get a gym. Talk to we'll some of your friends there, Paul, from back in the day. They bankroll the league. <laughs> no, they're all <laughs> fucked up now. They're all. <laughs> you know what? I have delusional friends that'll be like, give me a month. Give me two months. I'll do it. I'll fuck it. Dude, let me get in shape. What's the pay? We'll get six teams. <laughs> we'll get six teams. Dude, if you had an under six foot league, there'd be a bunch of guys looking like us with hairy backs. Like you couldn't have, you couldn't have like the tights. <laughs> hey, any you call, any, it, you any, call it the bad jeans league? Hey, how about this? Any um, anything better? Podcast fans, write us what the name of the league would be. Top names of that league: six feet and under basketball league. But try to make it semi-serious. I'd like to see. <laughs> well, like the hair see. club for men league. <laughs> that that would be funny. Guys that weren't shaved. Just, I mean, how many ankles? There would be doctors. <laughs> Almost apes league. All these hairy armed, hairy backed fucking guys with like one eyebrow. Just guts. I don't know why if you're under six feet, all of a sudden you're just looking like me. Um, <laughs> Can they you call shoot? me orangutan. <laughs> he, he knocks down. <laughs> he knocks down that 12 footer like nobody.
I'm laughing like I'm Wait, we should just go all in. You got to be under six feet. You have to be bald. And you can't (laughs) shave your head either. You got to have the fucking landing strip. And you you just got to be hairy. Yeah. You have to wear like, you got to wear the 1960s where it was almost like a Freddie Mercury tank top where it came down like that in short shorts. And you just come out there. With your spider spider legs, tarantula legs. Suck my cock, I'll murder your family. He goes, All right, you're ready. He goes, What I say? What I say? What I say? That's oh my god. Uh, what was that? Uh semi-pro. Semi-pro. Jackie Moon. Suck my cock, I'll murder your family. He goes, You're ready, because you said S my C. Dude, that's what we <laughs> that's what we gotta do. Under six foot balding. They don't have to be fully bald, but definitely receding. Balding is so much funnier than bald. Yeah, receding. Balding is like seeing mid mid tragedy. <laughs> I mean, you and me, you're just sifting through the ashes. The movie's over. They're rolling the credits. You want somebody just going through it. Your center's 5'11 with a giant toupee. The shit's sliding by the second quarter. Dude, all the commercials are like for fucking like sneaker inserts and shit. Just fucking just old man stuff. <laughs> all the creams and the fucking. <laughs> but the thing is, if you get in the league, you have to want it. Oh, you yeah. You got to want it. And the trophy's just like the NBA trophy, except it's got hair around the side of it with like the big fucking gold. It's a 12-game regular season. It's <laughs> Listen, it's a 12-game regular season (laughs) playoffs. And afterwards, they do the interview in the parking lot, and you got your trunk open, and you're sitting there drinking beers. And and you can say whatever you want. You can't get fined by the league. Let me tell you something about that fucking piece of shit, Verzi. If he fucking punches me in the nuts one more time when the ref isn't looking. I mean, the guy's praying for me at the fucking valley. (laughs) Oh... Oh my God. Yeah. That's fucking great, dude. No, hey, but what seriously. was this thing you sent me on that? Uh, I missed, I just, I'm so busy, dude. I don't fucking, uh, I don't, oh, I, I got anything better for you. Yeah. Is there anything better than teach? Is there anything? Am I getting too loud again? People say I get too loud when I lean in. Um, oh, fuck is there them. anything better than teaching your kid how to ride a bike? You know what? No. Dude, that, that pregnant pause scared the shit out of me. I'm like, of all the ones he's going to bat down, you're no, going to go no, after my child, Paul? You know what it brought me back to? It brought me back to... Andrew, can we roll back the tape on that? That fucking pregnant pause. You, Like, I was hanging in the balance. Dude, you're an actor, man. No, my... You pulled me, me in. I want to see the rest of that scene you're in. It made me think of my grandfather, rest his soul, because he did it. And, like, he would hold the bike and he would let me go because it, it, during the day. And my grandfather was the one who taught me it. So when you said that, I was thinking about it. But, yeah, no, it's a – and once they get going and they know they could do it, and you're like, oh, you're doing it, you're doing it. Like, it's it's great. I, I grew up in the 70s, so I taught myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to bring it up. I actually did. <laughs> my older brother kind of helped me out, and then I figured it out. Um. <laughs> but no, the, the, they got those balance bikes now, man. And I, I went off on it on my podcast just talking about how fucking stupid it was and how they're going to get hurt. It's the exact opposite. It's it's brilliant. And if you're still using the training wheels, 
you don't put like everybody, all the dads I knew would put them level with the back tire. No, you can't belching up the sole. You want them a little bit higher. So yeah. you're learning and then it's supposed to just help you. These shits, they used to put them on the ground so you could just get on the bike. Yeah. You didn't have to balance. You're just leaning on, <laughs> leaning on the thing. One of them's <laughs> up in the air and you're just riding down the street. Yeah, no, man. I, I, when they, and the excitement on your kid's face when they start going and they look at you, they're just like, they'll wobble. It's the closest little. thing I would think a bird has to seeing its, its, its thing, its little bird fly. What are they called? Does a bird call it a son? It's uh, chick. Or is I that too know. misogynistic? What do you call it? You got to watch it now, Bill. You know, I was listening yeah. to anything better. <laughs> They got the sexual. No, I saw half a clip from a podcast, and now I'm going to say who they are as human beings. I'm another bored white chick who doesn't shave her armpits anymore. So now I think I have something to say. Oh, dude, did you see the thing I sent you with the airplane? Yeah, I saw that. Dude, those people were flying from, for the people that don't know, United Airlines had a plane, I guess a 777, man, which I flew from um, New York to France. Lucky sevens, Paul. You're getting on that plane. And I loved it. And it was smooth as glass. It's one, but the engine is huge. And they, this guy took a video of the right wing breaking apart and on fire and debris was like hit. And he's like, the engine, gotta... the engine. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? The wing. No, the, the wing, wing under- you can lose an engine. You can't lose a wing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wing fell down. I don't know how we landed. No. Uh, and he told us I, all to lean to one side, and I don't know how he did it. They were going to Honolulu, man. And he goes, I got a May Day. I got to turn around. And, like, they – I don't know how the fuck, but debris from the engine was just hitting the street at, like – into. it didn't hit anybody, thank God. Dude, if I was on that plane – I mean, do you know me? What do you dude? mean, I, thank I, God? You don't know who it almost hit. They could have been a fucking asshole. What if it's some serial killer? He's got somebody locked in the fucking basement. What, just because you're in Colorado, you're a good person and a fucking 777 shouldn't the irony drop some of, of its would, uh, engine on you? Irony. That would be uh, epic. I, that would be the irony of that. Guy's got three women in his basement and he goes outside. He's like, shut the fuck up. I'll be right back. And then a debris from the plane just crushes them. Do you know how much shit the local police department would get from all the other police departments around there? Hey, thank God that shit fell out of the fucking sky. God knows you guys weren't doing your fucking jobs. By the way, how many women do you have to have tied up in a basement before you guys start noticing people are missing? Should we give the medal to United or your department? (laughs) Oh my God, dude! But oh, seeing that, dude, seeing that thing on fire fucked me up, though, man. Because like that's my ultimate. And sometimes I get a wing seat, and I always look, and I look to see if metal's doing this. I always look to see if everything's bolted down. You know the fucking stupid shit that I do on an airplane. Right. You know, uh, one time I said I thought. Well, don't that get was nervous a- if you lo- if you they, they lose one, you're all, you're still all right because that other one not only has to have enough power. For you to maintain altitude, you also have to be able to climb. Like those things are no joke. And jet engines are really light compared to actually having like, you know, a fully aspirated or carbureted engine. Like those jet engines are not, I mean, not on a on a commercial one, but as far as how big that thing is, it's a lot lighter than you think. I got an anything better for you. Okay. Anything better than saying to your wife, 
hey, tomorrow we go for a roll in the hay? And she goes, yeah. That's pretty good. That's a good deal. Can I use that line? Yeah, but guess what? It didn't happen. Of course it doesn't. And she knew it wasn't when she said it. He's, he's going to forget. I'm going to get busy. Uh, all right, Bill, I got a question for you. If you could ask, I threw some names at you, but I'm going to just give you like three guys, okay? If you could ask these three athletes one question and they had to answer, had to, all right? What would you ask these three? I'm going to go first. Joe Montana, okay? Michael Jordan, okay? And Muhammad Ali. All right, Joe Montana, what's your favorite restaurant in San Francisco? Because if I ask him a football question, he's not going to fucking answer it. Yeah, but here's the thing. What if the pandemic took that restaurant out and now you've depressed him? Then we'd have that moment. <laughs> All right. And for the first time ever as a fan, I would see no joy in his eyes. Because <laughs> all that man did was win. All right. What's, what about um, Jordan? Where do you get your Cuban cigars? Ooh, it's a good one. Paul, I want to have conversations with these people. I'll tell you a little fucking story, Paul. Who's the last one? Muhammad um, Ali? Yeah. Muhammad Ali, I tell him a street joke. I just try to make him laugh. But if he had to, if he would answer anything. Oh, if he would answer anything? He would answer anything you asked him. I'd say, do you think it's ever going to end? <laughs> I get where you're going. I know what he you traveled mean. the world and he met everybody. Right. So who had a better insight than him? All right. So here's, 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 this is the reason for my line of questioning. Okay. One time I was doing stand-up, believe it or not, at the... Uh, it, when 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 they're giving out the Cy Young and all of that shit in, in New York City, when they're giving out the big fucking awards and all those guys, all of these guys were there, right? So for some reason, they thought they needed a comedian because they were worried that these baseball players were going to freeze up and it might be a little boring. So I was supposed to come in there and be the dancing monkey. So not only, dude, they were fucking hilarious they're dude they're all guys guys they're athletes they hang around in locker rooms and shit they know how to break right. balls dude willie randolph had just signed on to coach the mets and he was talking shit to joe tory go i'm coming for you guys i'm coming it was it was unbelievable I, they were so funny and so great at telling stories that i like forgot i had to go up and i was sitting next to david wright he was a rookie it was after his rookie year wow and he could tell i was nervous he goes what are you worried about you do this all the time i go you fucking guys play the world series I'm not supposed to be here. I go, if you had to go tell these stories and we were all comedians, you'd be fucking nervous. I, I wish I said that. I didn't say it. Just thought of that now. So I went up there, and that was the year the Red Sox won, finally. And uh, Joe Torre made some comment making fun of the Red Sox fans. So I kind of got, he laughed. He was totally cool. Like, everybody was cool. So afterwards, I came up, and I got to talk to Bernie Williams. Okay? So. The obvious question is, holy shit, what's it like to play center field for the New York Yankees? Even as a Red Sox fan, I know that that's like Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, all the way down the line, right? Um, and uh, I didn't. 
Instead, I knew I, I just happened to catch him on New York One playing with his band. He went to like music school. He's like a like a f- real musician, like yeah. was playing, jamming, and playing like a solo, not looking where he was playing. So I just I I just talked to him about music, and he just locked in, and I had an amazing ninety second conversation before this other Yankee, who I'm not going to name, who I have not said his name yet in this story, just came up like sideways like this, was not looking at me, was just just staring at the side of Bernie's head. So he kind of had the, I just sort of backed off because I thought the guy was mad because I I made fun of the Yankees for blowing a three games to none lead. And he had like psycho athlete energy. So I was like, uh, and, but he was also like sort of like a family man kind of guy. So I was thinking like, well, I also said shit one time. So maybe he was offended by, he just did not want to talk to me. And both of them had World Series rings and I didn't. So I was like, yeah, I get it. I get the pecking order. The clown's backing up. And that was it. So but, yeah. I learned in that moment that like if you're if you meet somebody like that, the last thing they want to talk, it's like somebody come up to you, so you're a comedian, tell me a joke. So how do you write a joke? Yeah. But if someone sat down and talked to you about, you know, the giants or fucking sneakers, yeah, on a plane, you'd be like, fuck, I can talk to you. That's yeah. happened a number of times. I've been on planes. I've sat next to somebody like, like I can't believe I'm sitting next to this guy. And all you have to do is talk about anything other than you know who they are and what they do. Cause they are, they, they are so bored of talking about um, is what I find. Yeah, no, I, I was, um I was on an airplane landing in Westchester airport and we were four feet off the ground and then boom, shot back up. And I mean, and, and everybody just, I mean, when I tell you, we almost touched down, I was actually waiting for the impact to land. And then he just shot back up and everybody's looking around. Nobody said anything. And I was thinking, dude, I was like, I just saw my fucking car. Like nobody's saying anything here. And then he goes off. Uh, there was a, you know, there was a, what's it called that he uh, wind shear. And he's like, we had to try that again. And Mark Teixeira was on the plane. And um, everybody was kind of like, we tried it again in the wind the second time. And I'm going, I, I don't think he's, he's going to go be- do it again. And he, we hit so hard that everybody's head went up and everybody screamed. And one dude was like, I fly every, I've never had something hit that hard. So Teixeira and I were walking off and I'm a big Yankee fan. So, and I'm fascinated with um, aviation. So I was like, I got to see what this fucking guy thought of that. <laughs> right? And I just, we kind of were like walking the same place and I go, that was nuts. And he just goes, oof, he goes, that was scary. Right. And I was like, yeah. And like, this is a guy who, you know, major league baseball players on an airplane, you know, all the, you know, and then, uh, and then that was it. But uh, I, I noticed that if I, I could tell he was a guy, if I would have been like, I'm a Yankee fan, he would have been, you could just tell, you know, you could just, Dude, you know, what's funny is if you could have actually looked out the front of the plane, how much they probably had to crab into the wind like this, he was probably coming in like fucking <laughs> like this. And at yeah. the last second, can just get the thing down. Dude, it's fucking bananas. And you got 300 people's lives on your little fingers. Just, <laughs> they're coming in like this. When they, oh, man. Um, then you have to make the decision. You have to make the decision to go around again. Also, with the pressure, I think that you have to qualify. Why? Because that's like live, that's like five, ten grand in fuel to go back around and get in line again. Oh, yeah! Wow. It's like you just can just fucking whip around. You got to go back. There's a whole procedure. 
to doing that. That's why, like, when they go back up again, you shouldn't be scared because there's a whole procedure. It's the first time I've had a number of aborted landings, you know, throughout my stand-up career. The first time it happened, I was just, we're going to hit something because we weren't supposed to be here a second ago, but there is a whole procedure. Then you go back up again, you're fine, then you just, you just come back. You're in the downwind, and then it's it's spacing and sequencing by the the types of planes, how fast they need to be going, where they're going to put you in again. And during all of that time, those giant fucking engines, how much they burn, that alone, yeah. or maybe it's just going full and going back up again. What you burn through is like 10 grand in fuel. So if you do that, these corporate cunts, I think, I th- if there's any commercial pilots out there, I, I think this, if I'm remembering it correctly, um, you have to kind of say what, you know, they're like, well, what happened there? I don't give a shit if there was babies on the plane. Why didn't you, why didn't you try to yeah. <laughs> slide into second base with that one? Yeah. Do you, but I'm always amazed by the pilot when you listen to the recordings, how fucking chill they are. Like, do you think they're like that at home with their wives? When she's like, how the fuck can you do this? You're walking in fucking late. I don't know when you're coming in. I'm making dinner. And he's like, sweetheart, let's talk about this. We, uh, <laughs> we're going to say Mayday, mayday. <laughs> Wife's in a bad mood. Uh, thought I was coming home to a blowjob. Tower, I'm coming back. <laughs> Tower, I'm coming back. Tower, Tower, looks like I got my dick in my hand again tonight. Uh, you need somebody to cover that third ship? I'll be there in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Yo, that guy Sully was literally the chances of that man dying on that airplane. And I've never heard a guy sound like he was going to get a beer as a matter of factly in that moment ever. I, I think you have to do that or else. And, and I think you also, as you're working your way up there, you would have cracked on the way up. Like just when you first started flying those puddle jumpers, where you got like eight passengers and some geese fly in front of you and you're just up there. And that's why they don't have the wall. So they can hear you up there going like, whoa, whoa, freaking out. You get enough bad reviews and that's it. I think once you get up to that, that jumbo jet level, you got yeah. that Joe Montana. Those guys are uh, amazing. I, I just heard a, uh, I heard a crazy story. I don't know. I, can't, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable telling it. But just as far as what this guy did, the situation he got into, and he was smiling and he was totally relaxed. Yes. No, I just want to make sure, I uh, want to thank everybody actually who's been listening to Anything Better and make sure that you go to iTunes and rate us and leave a review. That really helps. We really appreciate that. Get it on Spotify, anywhere you get um, your podcast. We appreciate it. You know, we're Hey, just Paul, trying. I got to ask you some fashion questions because people, they're all, you know, they're loving your whole sneaker vibe and all of that shit. I got to ask you about the hoodie. Yeah. Are you a, do you, is that a new hoodie? No. Okay, so you're a keep the strings in guy. Because there's two types of hoodie guys. There's the take take the fucking string out. I'm never going to use this. No, I never, ever, ever remove the string. Do you feel that, that the string is the gold chain of the hoodie? Yeah, the, the, it, it brings something to it. <laughs> it, it does. Brings, it, I'm a, yeah, the string has to be on. For me, it's part of it. It's almost like you're missing a belt with your pants. As right. far as I'm concerned. I actually agree with that. Even I would even say with a pullover, but I, I can give somebody a break. You know how some guys they do it. I don't know, those big neck guys, they take the string out and then they cut something here. Yeah, no. I'm not, you know, I, I like the, the fucking thing. traps. 
No, I don't I like my that shoulders in my pec. What happens? I didn't even do this. This just just happened. By the way, your sneaker game. I got to be honest. I've seen a couple of clips of you lately with your Jordan ones. You got the the mocha color ones. All then gifts. All I gifts. Know. My wife got me those for Christmas because of you. Yeah. She asked you about those. The gray ones, the smoke ones. Pete Davidson got got me as a gift for doing King of Staten Island. And then the ones that I wanted that I wore I wore on the Rich Eisen show, the Kevin McHale Converse. Yes. Uh uh what's his face got me that? Um take Well, I, well I got whoa whoa whoa. I got him through him. Let's not get you know, let's you know, let's give credit what credit's whoa. due. Yeah, but he got him. I know. Sal Volcano got him. Yeah, no, he did. He he said he could get him and I go, "Can you?" and he got he came through big. And I got to tell you something. When your wife reached out and was talking about those sneakers, I got so happy that you were getting them. I was like, I was, you would have thought I was getting them. I go, really? Well, one, do you know, she came out to see my show the other night. I did a show in, uh, out in Venice, and she came out and I wore them. Oh, First yeah. time I wore them on stage. Had a great set too, Paul. Lucky. The, Jordan, the Jordan ones make you have a better set, I think. The Jordan ones do something. I think Jordan ones, even if you're having a bad set, people think you're having a good set because there's enough sneakerheads in there all giddy just to see a brand new pair did of sneakers. I, did I ever tell you that time I was on stage? I can't remember where I was. I might've been Rhode Island or somewhere else. And somebody was just, it was Boston. It was Boston. And somebody was looking at my brand new Jordan threes and mid set. I just, as I saw them look and I go, I know, I know. Did they laugh? Oh, I go, I know. And then I told the crowd, I was looking at the Jordans. I mean, how could you not? And I go, I know I saw it. And everybody just started laughing. I had brand. No, my, my favorite, the Jordan threes. Those are the white ones, right? With yeah. the, with the asphalt thing on the side. Yeah, those are the ones. Those are yeah. the ones I always wanted to get. I you just can never get them. And that, yeah. that's the thing that stops me from a lot of those sneakers, where it's just like, dude, I don't want to have to fucking go down some goddamn alley. No. You know, some guy. Hey, you want to buy a watch? You want? I got some Jordan threes over here. It's just like, why don't they? Why don't they make enough of them? Yeah, and they overcharge. Everybody wants them. They overcharge too for a good pair of Jor- for a real white cement Jordan threes. They're overpriced, especially at places like you know. I don't want to mention names because who knows? But uh, hey, I want them to send them. No, but they they go two three hundred dollars more because they. How can. much are they? Well, when I was out in L.A. and me and you went and Stacy was there. We saw a pair for 800 bucks and my wife goes, what? My wife goes, fuck it. I'll just get them. And I go, I can't let you do that. She goes, Paul, you've wanted them for so long. I'll just get them. And I go, Stacy, I'm not having you spend 800 for these. And I, and I ended up later getting them for about 350, but they can just, when, when they, 350, when 350. And then you're out and you, I got to take a piss and you're wearing them. You walk into a public bathroom. Y'all rookies do that. You know what the move is. You know what the move is. Rookies do that. The move is you buy two of them, and one is always in the closet for safety. Okay, always, and, and you just you know it's safety? there. You just know it's there, clean. God forbid, it's a reserve, and then you have those you on. Know it's you, there. This is hilarious. You know it's there for what? You know that you have two. So if God forbid something happens on the sneaker, a scuff, something happens at the airport, somebody rolls their fucking luggage, you know you have enough. How is that not going to happen? You, you, it's they're on your feet. You saw me walking in the snow. Remember? Dude, I'll tell you right now, the two body parts you don't want to be, if body parts were people, are your hands and your feet. 
Somebody goes to stab you, you go like this. An animal comes, you bring your fucking, you feed him your foot. Yeah, you know what I say? This, this This is the best thing to be. This is what you protect the most. Your face, your head, and your vitals. But your limbs can go fuck themselves. Yeah. It's just how you're wired. I told my kids when they were on the ice skating, I go, you go down, hands down first. No matter, hands got to brace it. So you, you know, you block the head. I didn't think it was going to end that way. That you go down and you, you bring, you bring disgrace to the Verzi name. You're walking home with those fucking skates on. Okay. That's what I'm saying. By the way, I still disagree with you on one thing. I have to, and, and we're, we're going to have this fight for life. But you said to me, you said, you said, I don't care if I want to. to don't ever something, something. Women empowerment. All right. <laughs> you, uh, you said to me the way you get, you learned. <laughs> My name is Luca. I, I live, live on, on the second, second floor. floor. Like, Those songs me. used to make me angry. Wait, did he He's beat trying him to up? help out a kid? The kid's getting abused, and I would get mad because it was bringing up feelings. Like I felt bad for the Luca kid. I was like, I fucking hate this song. It's making me feel empathy. That's like how angry I was. Just deal with it, Luca. Like the rest of us. Luca needs to grow the fuck up. Why don't you live on the third floor, you dumb fuck? You can't count. Um, What's the song, Bill? You, you said to me. Said to me. The way you learn how to ice skate. The way you learn to, to ice skate <laughs> is to get thrown into it. And I agree with that in a in a certain sense. But Bill, you didn't tell me. You know, I'm gonna slide just, around the floor in your socks. No, no, no. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna tell my version and then you tell me yours. We're, <laughs> I don't even remember saying this, and I'm already. I don't even know what you're gonna say, and I'm already defending myself. Go ahead. Okay. Me and Bill, I had the I had the honor and pleasure <laughs> of opening for Bill in Canada. <laughs> no, we. Bill took me on a 20 day. I think this is like eight years ago. We started in Moncton and we ended in Victoria. A 20 day bender. A 20 we also day. did stand up on. Yes. And we went from fucking Moncton across the whole thing. And I bought hockey skates and we would go to ponds. We would go to that, that frozen over river in Ottawa. We did all kinds of skating. Then Bill says, oh, man, I got something lined up when we go. Uh, granted, I haven't been on skates in a long time. Bill goes, oh, I got By something. Way, that river, Paul, is only like a foot deep because I thought we were on like some sort of little outlet, too, because yeah. I just kept thinking the omen. If this thing breaks and I'm going underneath all these happy Canadians, oh, no, oh, oh, with their sticks. But I, I found out it's only like a like a foot deep. They just they were flooded. Like, you got to do the river, eh? And I thought it was smooth and it had fucking bumps the size of fucking shoes. Dude, but how great was it? It was great. It was great. Um, and then Bill says to me, now granted, I got my little feet wet in uh, Ottawa on that pond. Remember the mother and that like five-year-old, the kid was jumping around. And then we did the oval in Nova Scotia, all that. And Bill goes, I got something lined up, man. When we go to, when we go to Montreal, we're going to, we're just going to play like a little, so we go in and all of a sudden, next thing you know, like we meet up with Bruce Hills of Montreal, shout out to Bruce and he brings friends. And then all of a sudden these guys were like semi-pro and, and we're in a locker they weren't room. They weren't semi-pro. That was Stefan Richet, number 44 in your program from the Montreal Canadiens. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. Bruce Hills knows people. <laughs> so, so I'm in a locker room now. 
I'm in a fucking lock. I've had skates on for two weeks. And, and the first time in my life since I'm a little kid. And now he, he goes, oh, you're going to play in this fucking game. And I remember Bruce Hills goes, you have to, Paul, you have to have a helmet. You have to have a helmet. Luckily, he brings me a helmet. And for some reason, I thought I could score because I'm a, a I'm like, a, I'm one of those. I'm going to score. And I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I had no Dude, idea. I what lucky. I and I start going actually towards the thing and the puck is coming and I thought I could score <laughs> and my legs just whipped around and my head cracked next to the goal and everybody heard it and Bruce's wife and them are like this and he's like are you all right are you all right thank god I had that helmet on and yeah. I and he was like dude you could have been killed and I just don't know how I'm in this game I'm scared I don't know how to skate and then afterwards Bill goes that's how you learn that's how you learn I'm going I didn't, I almost got killed and I'm playing with professionals. Like, that's not how you learn. Like that, that would be like saying that's how I learned <laughs> I mean, that was wild. My mother just dropped me and my brother off at a pond. We couldn't skate. She came back four hours later and we could kind of skate <laughs> snow all over us. I got to give you credit. I could skate better because of that though. I went today with my kids and my daughter was like, daddy's good. And I was First like, first time I played hockey with like a helmet and everything like that. I fucking was in the middle because it's different than just skating around playing. Like you're playing like, uh, you know, pick up hockey on a pond and nobody has any shit, no lifting and all that. It's different. But when I actually played with like pads and all of that shit. Yeah. I remember like, it just, it's even with just people who suck like me, it's just a lot faster. And I fell down, went back and my head went like that. And I just, I heard the plastic hit and I was yeah. just like, even then your brain still gets a little rattled. And I was just like, you don't All suck, right. dude. You don't suck. We went out there. You're like, oh, I'm not that good. And then I remember going on stage going, this cocksucker said he's not that good. He starts twirling around like Dorothy fucking Hamill. <laughs> dude, I know. I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not good at all. I'm not I good mean, at all. I am fun. I, I skate good enough that I'll make you look good when you go around me. And believe you will, you will go around me. I haven't skated in five years, though. So I probably lost a lot that I learned. I just, uh, I went through, you know, sciatic nerve issue. Efforts for family started cranking, and then uh, my shoulders, you know, dude, my shoulders are back, though. I got full fucking mobility. I'm doing the bands, doing all of these fucking things. Nice. Yep, that's the new thing, and I'm not going back to weights. I just had to admit it, Paul. I'm going to give you your money. I had a bet with you I was going to be able to do fucking 10 pull-ups when I was 70. The second I made that bet, I, my fucking shoulders were done. And I was up to, I was like 47 and I could do 15, three sets of 15. Yeah. And then that was it. It was over. You never say never. You never know, man. A supplement could come out, brings you back. Well, if I you're going to let me do that, I'll go do that fucking Kobe shit. I'll have my no. blood spun over in Transylvania and I'll come back better than ever. No, no, no. Nothing illegal. You can't do anything. It's got to be within the legal ramifications. No HGH, but they're going to have something for them, you know? bone you know uh it'd be like bone. the cbd like uh that that roll-on shit right cbd i'll let you do you'll get that i already i still owe you 250 for the i mean it's in the i still owe you 250 from the super bowl paul i mean i don't want to brag here but from the coin toss to the color of the gatorade i kind of fucking is there anything worse you. it bothers you is there anything worse than our first two bets of this podcast you taking me down oh it's an easy thing, Paul. You always go favorites. You're all, you, you, you always believe the hype. No, it's not that. You hey, know what I'm it is? I'm just trying to help, Paul. I believe, help. The, I believe the better team. I, you know what I just thought about? You know what I just thought about just now? 
If Bobby Knight grabbed my son by the fucking throat, I, I'm not kidding you. I swear to God, hand to God. If Bobby Knight grabbed my kid by the throat and I was in the stands, I would beat him to a pulp until I got arrested right there on the spot in front of parents. I beat that old fuck down. You fucking put your hand. Listen, here's the deal. If you say to my son, what are you doing? Get on the bench and you do that. You fucking go like this and shake his neck to his fucking head. His face gets red. I'm beating that fucking old cocksucker to death or come close to it. You could just give him a reminder. A reminder? Yeah. You know, he got a little, he just kind of forgot who he was. You just give him a little reminder. <laughs> you don't have to go to jail over it. You just give him the reminder, Paul. Just a smack. What would you do? Smack, hard smack in the face? Uh, my first thought was some sort of flying tackle to get him away from my kid. <laughs> and then as we were going down, if he's a big guy though, man. That guy's a big motherfucker. Yeah, dude. I, I like how six four, six five. Like, you know, I, I think I would have to get dirty. I'd have to go low. I love how the knee. people that were the the group Hope of that old square head, rectangle head, whack no, off the hardwood. He's probably six three, Bobby Knight, probably. But all right, we got to look it up. Oh, Paul, I, I almost missed it. The you got to see this guy, the the mob mob guy of the week here. Oh, all right, Carmine the cigar galante. Okay, he always smoked a cigar. He was talking shit that he was going to be the biggest guy ever. They whacked him in an Italian restaurant, I think, in Brooklyn, and they have the shot. The, his death photo is him laying like this, bullet in his eye, and a cigar still in his mouth. Oh, sh oh my God! I saw that. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. Six five, Paul. Six five. Okay, let, let me revamp what I would do to Bobby. He would get a very stern note from me. No, you'd have to do so. I mean, can you imagine if he choked he choked your son and then you came out there and then he kicked your son's your dad his dad's ass? I mean, that's, that's the whole the whole you you have to change your last name. No, he he and I love how those alpha dudes were like, that's the problem. That's what these fucking pussies need. And it's like, listen, man, I'm no, all no, for No, 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 no. I don't think they were talking about that. They were uh, talking about. Yeah, I'm all talking no, about but, that. No, but some of some of his ex-players were like, you know, and it's like, listen, man. It's that's called being in an abusive relationship. And then you just start you start defending the person. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Episode six. Um, Bill, are you going to be performing anywhere? No. I mean, maybe some local stuff around L.A., but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I got nothing. Guys, if you're in Orlando, I'll be at the Improv March 24th. Oh, West the big shot with dates. West Palm Beach Improv the 25th, and we got some more dates added. We got Austin. We got Tampa Bay. We got Salt Lake City, and I just got Oklahoma City for the Tampa first time Bay, ever. Home of your Super Bowl champion, the Tom Brady Buccaneers. Woo! Hey. Tom and Gronk are coming to my show at Side Splitters. Make it fucking happen. I'll be there May 20th through the 23rd. All tickets are available on paulverzi.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Always such a good time. Sign up, subscribe, like, give reviews. Best new podcast on the planet. Anything better. <laughs> <laughs>